Today's episode of Van Lathan's The Red Pill is brought to you by Showtime and the critically acclaimed series The Shy. The heart and soul of Chicago's South Side lies in its community. But when your world is a daily struggle just to get by, can you rise up, stand tall, and realize a better tomorrow? Watch as Ronnie, Brandon, Emmett, and Kevin confront the tough choices that will shape their futures in The Shy. Created by, uh, created and executive produced by Emmy winner Lena Waithe. A cultural superhuman being, an Academy Award winning common, one of our finest minds in the history of entertainment. Uh, oh, the connotation was off there. <laughs> Uh, the Shy is created and executive produced by Emmy winner Lena Waithe, an Academy Award winner common, two people incredibly talented and very important to the community. The new season of The Shy premieres Sunday, April 7th at 10 p.m. Um, that is this Sunday only on Showtime. To try a month free of Showtime, go to Showtime.com and enter the code REDPILL. That is R-E-D-P-I-L-L. This offer is for first-time subscribers only and expires May 6th. 2019 and while you're enjoying your free um a month uh don't just uh, enjoy the shy which is a fantastic show with my man jason mitchell also make sure and check out these zamiro uh my homeboys over there redefining late night on showtime showtime's got great programming uh the shy is fantastic these zamiro is fantastic as well uh these zamiro not part of this ad read but they're my guys so they, they get the they get the love Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal reality of truth. If you're looking at this on video, you see I don't have my table. That's because they're prepping for some sort of shoot here in the podcast room. And I just got reminded about where I am on the priority list. Uh, you know, is the van, you got you to gotta adapt sometimes, man. We're not there yet. We're building, but we're not there yet to where I can walk in and go, get out of here. Um, today on the podcast, we have Brother Reza Islam. Uh, he is a member of the Nation of Islam. He is a young man who is making his way up um, and through the media channels and circles uh, as a spokesperson, um, as a sort of advocate and ambassador for the nation and its ways. If you're not familiar with the Nation of Islam, uh, it is a group started by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that since its inception has been at the forefront of uh, um, teaching and educating black Americans on ways that they can access their power, build their community, and solve some of the social ills that uh, sort of have played the black community. The members of the Nation of Islam include uh, guys like, of course, Malcolm X, um, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who is the ultimate spokesperson and leader of the Nation of Islam. Uh, and uh, early on in his uh, uh, religious conversion, of course, Muhammad Ali. Um, now, there are a, a, a couple of controversial points um, and ideas that the nation has. And these things have been widely played out in the media. Um, and there are questions that people that want to love each other, but also uh, want to work with the nation of Islam would have of them. And I have those questions. When you listen to this interview, you're going to hear me talk to Brother Reza with an affinity for the nation. And the reason why I have that affinity is because of personal relationships I've had to men who seemed irredeemable, who, upon joining the Nation of Islam, completely changed. 
their discipline, the way that they viewed black women, the way that they viewed their community, the way that they viewed themselves seemed to completely change once they um, became members of the nation. Having said that, there are issues um, and disagreements that I have with the Nation of Islam. There are disagreements, fundamental disagreements that I have with some of what the perceived views of the Nation of Islam are. And the reason why I brought Brother Reza in here was to ask those questions of him. He does not run um, from any of those questions as they, re they result to, as they relate to, should I say, the Nation of Islam's views on Jewish people, the Nation of Islam's views on the LGBT community. Uh, I asked him very directly about both of those things and he spoke about them. And I'll leave it up to the audience to, to decide whether or not um, the answers and the, uh, the questions even were sufficient enough. As black Americans, as people, not even black Americans, as people that love freedom and equality, we have to ask ourselves which groups uh, do we want to work with in order to achieve that goal. Now, the nation has always been there for the call of black people, always. Never one time has the nation failed black America. What the nation preaches in terms of responsibility for yourself and for your community, responsibility for your women and your children, um, to black men specifically, has always been um, an unbelievable, unbelievably useful and uh, enlightening and informative message for gentlemen who look like me. But there are questions. The questions are, how do our LGBT uh, brothers and sisters fit into that? Um, how do people that are non-black that we want to coalition, coalition build with fit into that? Uh, I asked Brother Reza these questions. He gave me some answers. Not all of those answers, to be quite honest with you, in this podcast are going to um, make people feel good. It is a religious organization, and there is doctrine involved in some of these things. It's very important that people know that despite the fact that I agree with the nation on a great many things, despite the fact that I agree with the nation in terms of the way black Americans and really um, people that haven't had access to uh, American freedom should coalition build. I believe in the complete empowerment, uh, the complete freedom of everyone to be gay, to express themselves, to express their love, to express their their gender to express themselves in any way that they want. And as long as I have breath in my lungs, I'll work to empower those people. I'll work to empower those people because they also, just like the nation, LGBT Americans, LGBT black Americans have always been there for our community whenever we have called on them. They have always been out front. They have always been willing to put their safety and their identity um, on the line for us. And as a, black, as a black community, I'm not so sure that we can say the same thing for them. I'm not so sure that we can say that we've always been there for the LGBT members of our community. And we have to start doing that now. We have to start empowering
and including them now. Not in the past, now. It has to happen now. Whatever it is that you believe, whatever God that you worship, you have to embrace, empower, prop up, hug, and love the LGBT, com com the LGBT community wherever you are. I'm not just saying this because I have people in my family that are in close proximity to me that are from that community. My sister, I've spoken about it many times, is a lesbian. I'm saying that because these people black. These people are part of this entire thing that we're doing. These people, forget about them being black. They're human. Because it's not just the black members of the community. They deserve our love and protection. They deserve an opportunity and a right to go about their lives as openly, honestly, and freely, and without any sort of oppression at all. And they owe it to, and we owe it to them to protect that. So if you care about people living their best lives um, on this planet, you have to care about everyone. And especially the people that are willing to, 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 uh, to come to the call for you. Now, the reason why I say this, well, not the reason why I say this, but I want to point out uh, a situation that just came across my desk. A kid by the name of Nigel Shelby. Nigel Shelby is a gentleman, is a, is a young man who is no longer with us, 18 years old, died by suicide uh, last week. Um, he was a freshman uh, at Huntsville High School uh, in Huntsville, Alabama. Now, Nigel, who's in the ninth grade, uh, took his own life um, because he could not take the homophobic bullying uh, that he was receiving, apparently, um, from his classmates or people in his community. As that's what I'm to understand. I've read several stories about this. This is something that was made uh, aware to me last week. Now, I would ask anyone out there, beyond the conversation of any specific group or uh, any specific feeling that you might have, do you want to be a part of the hate machine that causes a freshman in high school to commit suicide? A child. Someone with so much life in front of them, with so much joy in front of them, with so much useful pain in front of them. Do you want to be a part of what makes that child decide that they can no longer live on planet Earth? It's a very, very simple question. It's a incredibly simple but central question because you don't have to be. You can choose not to be a part of a hate machine that would cause a kid to kill themselves, And the way that you can choose to do that is simply to allow people to love the way they want to love, despite how it makes you feel, despite what you think about it. Empower someone else to love how they want to love. Empower someone else to dress how they want to dress. Empower someone else to do whatever it is that they want to do in the life that they've been granted. But understand that if you make the opposite choice, if you choose to access that hate machine, 
that there are consequences. Maybe not to you, but to others. And is that what you want? Can you look at yourself in the mirror hoping to be a good person, hoping to be um, someone who wants a better world, but at the same time only want it for people who you can approve of who they sleep with? To me, it's an easy call. To me, it's an easy call. To me, I look at stories like Nigel's and stories like that that have happened all over the country and all over the world. And I say, nah, that's not who I want to be. I want to be the guy who continues to try to create a world, to try to create a society where everyone feels empowered to live, love, dress, and act the way they want to. Because it's not hurting you. As much as you try to create the monster in your head that everybody's going to get to you, it's not hurting you. It has nothing to do with you. You just don't like it. And because you've been taught and socialized to not like it, somebody else got to die. Because you've been taught and socialized not to like it, someone else has to have a shortened lifespan. Someone else has to hide who they are. Someone else has to have anxiety and depression and all different types of disorders because of your arrogance, because of your intolerance, and because of the fact that you can't live with someone else living exactly the way they want to. All right. Now, this is not to say that anything that we discussed in this particular podcast uh, meets that standard. Once again, this is not in any way to um, throw any shade on Brother Reza. This is to say that what I owe the nation, who has been very instrumental here in Los Angeles since the passing of our brother Nipsey Hussle in securing uh, and keeping the peace, in speaking um, and in and making sure that the community is able to heal, is that what the, the nation has demands of, of me as a black man, and I am empowered by these brothers, to tell them that I have some demands of them too. Um, I still, despite the disagreements that I might have, uh, want to work with the Nation of Islam to continue to not only evolve uh, my own mind as a black man, uh, but maybe even their minds um, as leaders in the community. We need more inclusion. We need to be able to work together a little bit more. And I think that once you listen to this podcast, you'll see that uh, Brother Reza comes in peace and he comes in love, but he or no one in this entire situation is perfect. Nobody. So if you feel yourself being triggered by some of the things that are said in this interview and there's some specific things that jump out at me, uh, I get that. But at the same time, what we have to do is have conversations until everyone understands just how dire this is, just how serious this is in everyone's individual life. Um, the Nation of Islam has said, or Brother Reese has said on this podcast that they roundly reject anti-Semitism. 
which has been a, uh, a something that the nation, and in particular Minister Farrakhan, has been accused of. Uh, he has said he said on this podcast that the nation doesn't have a problem with LGBT people or the LB, LGBT LGBT community. Although there are some troubling things, <laughs> some ideas that he had that he put forth that me and him went back and forth on. Um, but I could have this conversation with anyone from any religious arena and it would sound the same if I had this conversation with some of my homeboys back in Baton Rouge that are that are devout Christians, that are uh, devout from any other, uh, from many, many other religions, shall I say. Um, some of the intolerance that sort of uh, is d directed at the LGBT community comes um, from religious doctrine and we can't run away from that. But what we do have to do is confront it, discuss it, and find a way, either we're dealing with the nation who has unbelievably beautiful ideas on community building, on how we should eat, on how we should think, on how we should live, we have to combine those things with the empowerment of all black people, of all marginalized people, of all people, period. We don't just get to choose some. Everybody's got to come. Everybody has got to be allowed access and freedom. Everyone, or it doesn't work. I appreciate Brother Reason for coming by. I appreciate the nation for always being there when I had questions about what they're going to do and how they're going to um, uh, sort of protect and uplift the black community. Brother Reason said on this podcast that he was for justice and freedom for all people. And I believe that he is. But in order to have that, we're going to have to protect all people. We're going to have to protect all people. And our brothers and sisters in the LGBT community need our protection as much, if not more, than anyone. And while we're fighting, we got to hold hands and fight with them too. All right. Once again, thank you to Brother Reza. You guys are going to learn a lot in this podcast. Try to keep up with this man. He is ridiculously intelligent. If you're sitting down in front of a, of a member of the Nation of Islam, bring your thinking cap and be ready to question everything that you thought. Be ready to question and uh, attack some of the things that they think. But whatever you do, don't slouch for a second because they educate it. All right, pop some pills. Let's get into it. White people in the room. <laughs> okay. All right. White people in the room. I, I hope that you guys have your thinking claps on today. And I hope that you guys are ready for the unadulterated. I need you to clap right now for Reza Islam. Is it Reza? Yes, sir. It's Reza, Reza Islam. Islam. Reza yes, sir. Islam. Now, I came to know you uh, from the platform that you have, your ever expanding platform. Yes, sir. I feel like your reach is increasing. Um, and I saw the brilliant time that you spent with Nick Cannon on mm. Cannon's class, yes, which sir. was very, very, 
uh, enlightening for all of us. I think there are a lot of things I would like to talk to you about. Absolutely. Um, one being the black community's relationship. First of all, why don't you explain to the people that are listening to the Red Pill right now exactly who you are? Yes. Uh, well, first off, brother, once again, I'm honored mm -hmm. to be on Red Pill. My brother Van Lath and TMZ. <laughs> Never thought I'd be on this side. <laughs> TMZ, definitely not this side, but I I'm got you. honored, man. I'm honored. Mm -hmm. uh, my name is Brother Reza Islam. I am a activist, humanitarian, uh, speaker, independent researcher, and just a brother in the community. I've been doing this since I was about 12 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, and, of course, a representative on behalf of Minister Farrakhan in the Nation of Islam, uh, and, of course, a member of FOI soldier in the Nation of Islam. Mm. So a lot of, lot of fancy little things to basically say I'm just a brother doing my best to help the people, mm. pretty much. Now, part of this conversation is going to talk about the... I'm going to ask you, first of all, yes, a bunch of different ways that you feel like the advancement of, of black Americans, the advancement mm -hmm. of black people everywhere, mm -hmm. uh, your views on that, yes. what you believe is the correct blueprint mm -hmm. um, to spiritual, uh, even health-wise, oh, yes. um, uh, spiritual, emotional, um, and mental sort of advancement and evolution of black people. And also we're going to talk a little bit about the relationship now between the nation of Islam mm -hmm. and the black community. Absolutely. Um, and the ever changing ideas inside the black community and how that kind mm -hmm. of jobs with the nation of Islam. Beautiful. Uh, first, why don't you tell me kind of what a lot of us come from a, um, a generation where we understood the mm -hmm. relationship between the nation, between mm -hmm. what you guys have uh, and the community, but it seems like as we get further away from that, mm -hmm. it's it's starting to get strained a little bit. Explain mm -hmm. to me exactly what your platform is, what you want for black Americans. Absolutely. First thing, uh, freedom, justice, and equality. That's the number one goal, period, point blank and simple. And what we mean by that is we mean a just and fair, equitable relationship with all of our people, a universal government wherein all can live in peace. That's the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. uh, number one for black people, because I'm a black man in America and we need to be resurrected mentally, spiritually, economically, agriculturally, in every way possible. And my platform, how I use it as an independent researcher, one, to help to kind of get rid of the lies that the enemy puts out to mm -hmm. segregate people, black, white, and in between, mm -hmm. to divide people, black, white, in between, to put out a lot of negative information about people that doesn't actually exist, mm -hmm. uh, to pretty much get every single person snatched into this ever-rotating wheel of no progress. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I kind of go in and just drop the truth. Boom, this is what's really going on. Here's the facts. Boom, let's move on. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So thank you for that, guys. Good. Now, let's get back on you know, progress. Let's get back on liberation. Let's get back on actually doing something progressive for each other and for ourselves as a people. Mm -hmm. That's the major thing that is behind my platform. And of course, being a representative of Minister Farrakhan, being on platforms such as this to kind of expel the lies, get rid of what people have been saying about, mm -hmm. of course, we you know all the major topics mm -hmm. when it comes to the nation. Okay, yeah. so we, we oh, were, we're going to go, we're going to go oh, through, just, just, we're going to go yeah, through yeah, them yeah. just so people know exactly what the truth is. They got to get the facts. Now, the, re the, the reality is, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> if you follow any of the edicts or the teachings of the Nation of Islam or mm -hmm. the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I myself am a Christian. Okay? Beautiful. Beautiful. However, uh, 
I want to get away from this sort of mandate that you have to agree with everything or else you're in total war with someone that is working on behalf of your community. Exactly. Um, (laughs) And so we want to make sure that some of these myths are dispelled and some of these things are explained to people that might have some misinformation about them. How long have you been with the nation? I was born in the nation, actually. Compton, okay. California, Mosque Number 54 okay. is the location. And I was active from when I was born up until about the age of five or six. Mm-hmm. And my stepfather, who was who brought us into the nation, when he was arrested, the family collapsed from right. there. Gang banging, people started doing that, drugs, you name it. Mm-hmm. Whole family collapsed. And I wasn't active again until I say about the age of 23, maybe 24. Mm. So I had a huge gap. So during that during that gap, what was going on with you? A lot of things, man. I, I myself was involved in, you know, not not too much criminality because I was very young. Mm-hmm. But the game banging was real. I uh, didn't really do too too many drugs. Didn't you know, little little weed here, mm-hmm. alcohol here. You know, we yeah. all been through it. Now this is real. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. People think we just like fell from heaven and put on bow ties and head pieces. <laughs> right, 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 right. No. But you but you really must like being pies because you were born into the nation. Bruh, bruh. Number one. Pie on the planet. I will compete. Listen, now listen. I know I know what was it, sweet potato? Yeah, it was sweet potato. Pie. Okay, yeah, I, See, I, I get now, it. I, we I know, understand. Reza's in here already right now trying to push this bean pie narrative. Now we're gonna do the facts we, on we're like, <laughs> we're do the fact. Taste, health, brother, listen, listen, that sweet potato's decent, but these navy beans, black man. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, over 80 nutrients, <laughs> copper, magnesium, magnesium, it's anti-radiation, anti-aging. I got to go. You know what? We're going to come we back to research. this. Because I'm going to, I got to, I got to cut up really, some slices. Because we got to do the bean pie, potato pie uh, we taste gotta test. Do, we got to do it. We got to do it. All right. Yes, so, sir. so you came back to the nation when you were <laughs> yes, 23. Sir. My and brother, I'm, you're only 29 now. Yes, sir. Just so turned 29 yesterday. Right. Uh, congratulations. I appreciate um, that. On that, always another spin around the galaxy. Yes, sir. Uh, around the earth is, 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 it's worth noting. So, um, so you basically, uh, you've come in and your your star is rising pretty fast. When you got serious and more involved mm-hmm. in the nation, mm-hmm. what was it your capa- and what capacity should you say? I'll say uh, the the main thing is when I reestablished my connection in the nation, it was at a height where police shootings were extremely prevalent. Of course, every day, mm-hmm. uh, the gang banging started to become extremely. Uh, exacerbated, irritated. Someone was festering and kind of, you know, reestablishing more of this mm-hmm. once it died down for a minute. Somebody was sparking that flame again, and it wasn't just gangbangers. There was some agent activity, provocateur-ish behavior. Mm-hmm. So these things started to make me realize, okay, something needs to happen. And when I became active in the nation, it was at the height of that. It was also at the height of the California bill SB 277, which was taking away the religious exemption for mandatory vaccination, mm-hmm. where it was forcing parents right now to vaccinate your child or they can't go to public, private or daycare, public school, private school or daycare, right. uh, or we'll take your child away. We'll put you in jail, etc. Right? right. All of these things were happening all at once. And that is what made me say, hold on, I need to to get more involved and do something about this. And that's something that kind of pushed me more into that heavy uh, national and then international platform because as a result, that's when me, myself, on behalf of Minister Tony and Minister Farrakhan went with Snoop Dogg, the game, and we went and met with the LAPD. I remember that. Reestablished a truce 2016. Mm-hmm. After that, we had what is called the United Hood Nations where we literally came under the same roof, over 3,000 people. Uh, most of them were outside, of course, but it was Bloods, Crips, Nation of Islam, Christian churches, mm-hmm. uh, Moore Signs Temple, the Black Panther Party, New Black Panther Party. Most of these organizations that you would never see under the same roof, religious, mm-hmm. conscious, et cetera, came together to reestablish or uh, to reestablish the gang truce that was in 1992. 
mm-hmm. the treaty, and also to establish the United Hood Nations, where we have from that point up until now I've been providing jobs for people who have felonies who couldn't get a job, uh, credit repair, literacy programs, food, clothing, etc. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just a movement where we called a truce between the Bloods, Crips, and the LAPD. It was a movement to really push the solution-oriented side of it to where we would provide the solution which mm-hmm. caused the problem in the first place. Mm-hmm. If you give a job, you won't have gang activity. You give literacy, you won't have gang activity, etc., etc. And this is where my affinity from the nation of, for the nation of Islam comes. Yes, sir. Uh, building comprehensive um, members of society and attacking the issues that plague uh, black Americans from every single facet. Absolutely. From what it is that you put in your head, from what it is that you eat, mm-hmm. uh, for the treatment of your women. Yes. From the discipline that you show yourself mm-hmm. and for the reverence that you have for the people in your community. Absolutely. Uh, I've always uh, had a had a brother, or excuse me, a, it's like a brother, mm-hmm. a cousin, uh, deal with the nation very, very early on. Mm-hmm. And even though we are holy rolling <laughs> Christians. Oh, yeah. Bible thumping. My, my dad would be like, I ain't going to lie, man. Farrakhan got that boy standing up straight. Hey, come <laughs> on, brother. Come you on. know come what on. I mean? Yes, sir. Um, you mentioned earlier the enemy that mm-hmm. means to separate us. Yes. Who is this enemy? Number one would be the system of white supremacy established by the elders or ancestors who are Caucasian. Mm-hmm. That's the number one, which is the system. It is a system. It's not all white people, but it is a system that was established currently uh, being perpetuated by black, brown, red, yellow, and white, mm-hmm. but it was established primarily by Caucasian early on. Mm-hmm. The number one enemy, as we are taught in the Nation of Islam, is ignorance. Right. Number one. Right. And of course, this system of white supremacy, which is perpetuating the we are superior, you are inferior and we must succeed by having you beneath us. And that is everybody. But once again, it's being perpetuated not only by white people, because a lot of white people are suffering, too. Mm -hmm. It's black, brown, red, yellow, perpetuating the system of I must destroy you in order for me to succeed. I become healthier when you are sick. I am more intelligent when you are dumb. I am doing greater when you are doing worse or you're not in a good position. It makes me be in a higher position. That's the system that's now infecting a lot of people across this planet. And that is something that we must destroy. Do the people that are perpetuating this system know that they're doing it? Most of them don't. Hmm. Most of them don't. As a matter of fact, to be very, 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 very specific, those who are in control, because you have the system, you have the ignorance, etc., but you have those who actually control at the very top, which we are referring to the international bankers. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are that small, which is a very small group. It is not all white folks, it's not even a majority. Mm-hmm. It's a very small group of international bankers who control the money system, who control the media, who control the majority of all of this mm-hmm. to keep the people fighting among one another. Because if we all come together and we realize who the true enemy is, then we will be able to unite, come together, and do something for ourselves as a people, do things in a unified manner, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's the ultimate, you know, who's actually in control running all of this. Hmm. Um, now, a, a lot of Tamika Mallory, you, I'm sure you're, oh, yes. you're familiar oh, with yeah, Tamika Mallory. Yes. Tamika Mallory. Love our sister. Um, yes. uh, we all love Tamika Mallory. Absolutely. And, uh, and people of all races and backgrounds should love Tamika Mallory because she's Absolutely. doing fantastic work. Absolutely. She has been under attack. Uh, just recently, mm-hmm. um, by people who say that her, she was at Savior's Day. Yes. She came to Savior's Day. Yes. Um, and she stood there and took a picture with Mr. Farrakhan, I believe. Yes. Last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was used to paint her as an anti Semite. Yes. Because there are some people who believe that the nation mm-hmm. uh, deals in anti Semitism. Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. that, has been, that, that has been. A narrative that has been used against Tamika in order to uh, marginalize her influence. Yes. Um, in her 
uh, sort of uh, uh, mission to get all women the rights that they need and deserve. Yes, correct. Two things. What did you think about that situation? And what is, mm -hmm. straight up, yes. the Nation of Islam's thoughts mm -hmm. on Jewish people and mm -hmm. people who are, are members of the Jewish faith? Absolutely. Number one, I'll say this. If anyone wants to refer to Jew, because there's a difference between Jew mm -hmm. and there's a difference between Jewish, mm -hmm. the Jew is one of the original uh, ethnic background. You're referring to African original people. Okay, that's Jew, dark, black-skinned person, mm -hmm. okay, uh, or Israelite. You want to go into that area, you're dealing with original people. So we are the true Jews, mm -hmm. okay, in the Bible, in the Torah, Old Testament, etc., wherever you want to go. We're the true Jews, okay, so that's so one we can't be anti-Semitic because I can't be anti-myself. All right, okay. that's, that's point number one. Right. Number two, uh, how we feel about the situation dealing with Tamika Mallory is every single person who has sided with Minister Farrakhan, which, by the way, it doesn't mean you side with everything we agree with, as you were saying earlier. It doesn't mean that. It means you side with truth, wherever that comes from. If a white man says something that's true, I have to agree with it. Okay, well, that's actually true. Okay, yeah, doesn't, right. I don't care about your skin color. What you said was true, and it needs to be acknowledged as that. Right. Now, if Minister Farrakhan, who is the last black leader that you can say we have, who is a 100% just for the universal liberation of the people, whether mm -hmm. if you're black, white, et cetera, who will not capitulate, who has not been bought out, who you cannot get him to do something that goes against the integrity of his people, he is the last one. Is he the only black leader? No, but is he the ultimate number one living today who, as, who is at his age doing this and has been doing it for over 60 years? Yes, he is that one. Um, when you decide to stand with him, you will be attacked. This is known. This has been well known. Anyone who researches his history, it's called the Farrakhan litmus test. They used to make fun of it uh, and do skits about it on In Living Color, mm -hmm. where they I would say, well, well. And, yeah, in order for the man, to meet the man, you got to denounce Farrakhan. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they push with Obama, Hillary Clinton. Do you denounce Farrakhan? They denounce him, denounce him. Why is there so much attention on denouncing this man? Because he's anti-Semitic. No, he's not. He's anti-evil, anti-wickedness. All of this, and it, that includes from black people. He hates when a black man kills another black man. And he, we, by the way, we get it the worst, just so you know. When he talks about injustice, et cetera, we get it the worst. He what comes do you mean at when us, we say we get it the worst? Black people. Okay. He comes at us with more fire. Like, you need to get your stuff together. Mm -hmm. Stop killing your own brother. I'm literally, we get it worse than, believe it or not, than white folk get it. Because oh, we, I, I'm aware of that. You, like, oh, when, yeah. when, 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 when the minister preaches and talks about responsibility. black responsibility. Brother. Like, like hey. raise your game, be worthy of your brother, women. be worthy of all of these things and brother. take responsibility for your communities and your without a doubt. Come on, brother. So so that's the first thing. So it's like, no, 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 no. It's not about none of this anti-Semitic. That is a lie that they use because they do not want the people to listen to the truth that is coming from that man's mouth. Mm -hmm. And they do not want the people to hear him. They shut down the Million Man March as far as it being able to get out on multiple media networks, 10, 10, 15, 2015. They shut down a lot of the media networks. They sent out an EMP to shut down phones, et cetera. I was there. Uh, they did the same thing four years prior to that. They did the same thing at the original one. They do not want the people to hear the truth. And it's not just from him, it's from anybody, but he is the one with that ultimate truth that everyone needs to hear. So mm -hmm. by painting someone as an anti-Semite, it will destroy their influence. Tamika Mallory, whoever stands with him, whoever even says, hey, I agree with the fact that he said Bean pie is good. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how crazy it gets. It's like, yeah. we just agreed on, a, a, it's a pastry. I mean, like, it's, right. it's really, it becomes, it becomes quite childish and also questionable. What is it about this man that makes you so angry? 
that makes you so afraid, really. So it's not him that needs to be questioned. It is the Jewish community who needs to be questioned, who, by the way, we do not hate. We have never, ever desecrated a Jewish synagogue. There has never been a member of the Nation of Islam who has harmed one hair on a Jewish person's head, ever, mm. anywhere. And I, I, we now we at TMZ now, right. so y'all going to the research. Right. Please do, and I want you to try to find one. We encourage, and even it says in the Holy Quran and the Bible, wherever the name of God is mentioned, we must protect that house, whether if it is a synagogue, a temple, a mosque, a church. We are going to respect that. I don't care if we don't agree entirely religiously, no, but we agree to the fact that you believe in God, mm -hmm. and we have a lot of the same beliefs as the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. We actually do. So no, we we. Uh, we respect them. We honor them for their business and all of their, you know, they do for they do for self. They have a whole district. Mm -hmm. They have farms. I mean, it's like that's honorable. Mm -hmm. So we honor that. However, is there a small group who use the name Judaism mm -hmm. to shield and hide their wickedness and evil practices? Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. And they use the name. And I say that specifically. They use the name of being Jewish to hide the wickedness that they do. And they try to blame it on the book and say, well, no, the Torah says, no, 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 no. You are using that name to commit some of the worst atrocities. Same thing as a Muslim. I was about to say. Same thing. Right. You cannot use the name of Islam and chop somebody's head off because they're damn Christian. No, that's not what the Holy Quran teaches. You are a liar. That is not what you're supposed to do, which is why we don't follow the so-called Muslim world and all of the practices they do, because a lot of what they do is not a part of the religion. It is a part of a culture mm -hmm. of barbaric people, which is not all of the Arabs, but sure. it's a specific culture, a cave-like culture. That has mm -hmm. nothing to do with the teachings of Islam. Do you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're so saying. That's, so that's, so it, there's a very specific distinction. There. Do you feel like that the criticism of those specific Jewish people, which here on the Red Pill Podcast, we are... We love all groups of people, and we foster love for all groups of people. That's what we want to do. As all should. groups of people. Um, do you feel like there's ever been a time where the nation has had what you feel like is an unfair fixation on that small percentage of Jews? The nation has always been against wickedness, evil, and specifically to that group or those groups of people who help to subjugate and put the black man and woman down, hmm. period. doesn't hmm. matter what anyone says. If that group has been the Jewish community, it has never been the entire community. Hmm. It has always been a small group of wicked people, hmm. and some of them are not white. Right. <laughs> Let's make this very clear. Right. Rich international banking families in particularly who have not only subjugated black and brown people, but they have subjugated red, yellow and even poor white people across mm -hmm. this planet. Right. It is a very wicked group, brother, who only want power and want to maintain control and dominance. Sure. And they will do whatever it takes to maintain that. However, the number one is, of course, the messenger of God is a number one target. Mm -hmm. And of course, God's original people, which happened to be the black man and woman. Right. And then from there, of course, all human beings came from the black man So it seems, as, it seems as if to me that you denounce anti-Semitism. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We denounce anti-Semitism. We denounce anti-Islamicism, if that's a word, of being anti-Islamic, <laughs> anti-Christian, right. anti-truth, anti, as Minister Farrakhan said, he said, I'm not anti-Semitic. Uh, I'm anti-termite, mm. is what he said. What is a termite? That's, termite doesn't have a religion. Right. Unless it's a religion of wickedness. Right. He's anti anyone who sucks the blood of the poor, mm -hmm. who want to make themselves stronger by destroying the groups of people who deserve help, right. who deserve a level or an advantage. Give them something so that we can stand back on our feet. You feel That's like when he said that, that people thought that he meant that Jews were termites? Only people with a guilty conscience mm. will equate a termite 
brother, it's a termite. <laughs> well, like, that, listen, listen. With what, that, what I'm trying to do is make sure that people don't yeah. take this. This is what I'm trying to make sure. I'm trying oh, to make yeah. sure this, this is my thing. If we're all clear, oh yes, everyone can go and do whatever it is they want to do and yes. bring their implicit biases wherever they want to bring. Them. Yes. If we're all clear, mm-hmm. if we are unclear, yes. then we can't do this. Absolutely. I'm gonna be real with you. Yes. I've heard this. Yes. I know. You like I know. You, you know what yes. I mean. I know mm-hmm. that there's that there's no agenda to take down certain groups, or else let me say I believe, and I know that what happened to Tamika was unfair. Absolutely. But I think that it's always when people want to sit down and talk to someone who stands up straight and asserts themselves mm-hmm. to to know what they're saying. Yes. And to know what the information really is. And I appreciate that because you are doing exactly what every group of people should do: ask questions. Don't cast labels. Ask questions. Don't force people to denounce someone. Ask questions. Minister Farrakhan has called for a meeting for years, 30, 40, 50 years, with members of the Jewish community, with all of the leaders, all of the rabbis. Just meet with us, not in a threatening manner, but meet with us because you continue to cast this lie across the ethers, across the media lines, across the airwaves about the nation, about Minister Farga. And it's a lie, but you won't give us the chance to sit down and dialogue with you like my brother Van is doing now just to ask, to see exactly what do you mean? And then give us the chance to explain it to the people. See, only a devil, brother, will cast or like Brother Michael said, throw a stone. Mm -hmm. And of course, a dog will yell, but you won't give anybody the chance to explain where the stone came from. Did I throw it? Mm -hmm. Are you going to ask me, did you, Brother Reza, did you throw the stone? No, sir, I did not. Okay, you know what? Thank you very much. See, very simple. To be fair, just and equitable, but to lie on someone and then force everybody else to believe the lie that you cast without it having any substantiated proof whatsoever and then say, but I'm not going to give you the chance to explain it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to ban you from television. I'm going to ban you from colleges, universities. I'm going to prevent you from speaking on any major news media. And if anyone stands beside you, I'm going to bar them. I'm going to get rid of them, destroy their job, destroy their career. Only a devil does that. What is it that is being hid from the people? That they don't want them to know that Minister Farrakhan will expose. Hmm. What is really happening? That's all. What, hmm. what is going on? Why can't you sit with him? See, that's the problem. And if you keep attacking and attacking, then you'll get a man to a point where he says, okay, let's have a showdown. Yeah. Now, now it's like, listen, I've asked you for decades to sit down with me. Sit down with us and let's talk. We want to come together. Mm-hmm. No, seriously, and I, I mean this. Mm-hmm. We want to, we have the same plight as a people. We want our people to do well. Mm-hmm. But if you are continuing to subjugate mine, while yours control everything, mm-hmm. let's make this very clear. Mm-hmm. Everything. Who's really God's chosen people? We lost our name, our culture, our religion, our language, our God. You know your names, your culture, your religion, your God. Who really are the chosen people see that's that's where that's now it goes there mm-hmm. because like now listen you're not being fair here and if you're going to continue to lie on this man media can only hold lies so long because the truth always will come out hmm. and that's all we're saying it's just let's let's be fair and let's talk the same way we're doing right now that's why i i honor you for doing this because you actually give a fair chance for someone to answer a question yeah. and you actually ask it so that the people can understand where the person's coming from yes i mean listen it for me like for example you look as long as there's no hate involved. You can right. cherry pick different things that you want from different people and Absolutely. make a make a huge, huge tool belt of things mm-hmm. that you can go out there and kind of conquer the world with, and, and, and lead to the ascension of Black Americans with. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there are ideas that I follow you on your Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'm about 
seventy percent. Go, Reza. Thirty percent. <laughs> Damn, Reza. Like something. Thirty is all right. Thirty is the thirty. We work, on, we work on the thirty. So one place that I disagree with you as well mm-hmm. um, is well, not as well because I didn't disagree with you yet. But one place I vehemently disagree with you is some of the views it seems like you have towards our LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody. Oh laugh? yeah, yeah. Come oh on, no, yeah, she blew her nose. <laughs> 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 she, you know, she blew her nose. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you feel and mm-hmm. how the Nation of Islam feels about mm-hmm. gays and lesbians. Number one, they're people. We're all people. Yeah, we are. Literally. Yeah. No, I mean, no, just like <laughs> yeah. that's how we feel. Right. They're people. Now, the behavior is not the person. Mm-hmm. Same thing as telling a person, well, that person's born a criminal. No, they're not born a criminal. Mm-hmm. Okay? They are made a criminal by the circumstance of their environment. Same way we feel about LGBT behavior mm-hmm. because we were not born that way. Now, people want to go into that. They try to go into the biochemical way of doing it. You can try your best. You can actually do your best. You can go to the greatest scientists in the world and, tr- and do your best to try to come up with an explanation, a diagram. You can do a poll. You can do whatever you want to do. Blood transfusion, blood, t- all of it to try to figure out a way to say we were born this way. No. The lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, queer, and all of the other letters of that behavior originated with Caucasian people. Like, let's make this very clear. It did not originate in Africa. People try to say that. That does not exist. It did not exist. Because if that's the truth, why are we all here? If we were born, and some people go so far as to saying, well, you know, how do you know that it wasn't, literally, they say this. Now, you, you're a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. They say, well, how do you know it wasn't Adam and Steve mm-hmm. in the garden? Right. I'm like... Okay, now look, hey. All right, like, so if you if you want to practice a behavior, just do your thing. Mm-hmm. Just li- if that's what you want to do, say hey, this, that's how that's how I want to live. Okay, mm-hmm. no problem. However, if you want to force your behavior on me, and then make me say that that is something that I should accept, okay, now I have a problem mm-hmm. because I don't agree with your behavior. However, I agree with your right to live it the way you choose to live it, mm-hmm. as long as you do not infringe upon my lifestyle. What would be infringing upon your lifestyle? Forcing your homosexuality on me, my children, or the children in schools. What would be forcing it, though? For instance, right now in California, there are 10 books made mandatory for children to learn dealing with LGBT. Mm -hmm. Telling them that they have to learn, have to Mm -hmm. learn these books, have to read these books, or else they will not be able to attend school. There are certain things uh, right now, they're pushing something called gender fluidity throughout California. Uh, They have something called drag queen hour. And by the way... Gender fluidity is something that they're saying to children. They're telling this to children. Now, a child should not be pushed into the sexual area until they are of age mm-hmm. for that. But a kindergartner, preschool, you know, that's not something you should be pushing on a child. Matter of fact, you shouldn't even be injecting that into the child's mind. In the 90s, we didn't know who was gay or not. Mm-hmm. All right, just so, I mean, when I was in the 90s, I didn't know that. That's something people kept private. Why? Because sexuality should remain in the bedroom. That's mm-hmm. a decent individual. I'm not going to be telling you who I'm doing this and doing not, not doing who doing whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not public information. However, when it's being forced, as I said, in schooling, education, now in laws, they are given more uh, rights now than black people have gotten in the last 40 to 50 years. They've gotten, oh, pardon me, in the last 400, they've gotten about more than the last 40 to 50 years. It's kind of like, okay, so if that's what you want to do, do you. Mm-hmm. But once it starts to push inside of me living my life, or as I said, my child, or our children, and people are like, wait a minute, hold on, then you can go and dress this way and I'm just supposed to accept it. And you're telling me, well, you should just accept. No, I don't have to accept that because you wouldn't like for me to force heterosexuality on you. Mm-hmm. Force being a Muslim on you. Force, you see, that's not I think what the, a human being should do. I think the the counter to that would be a couple of things, a, a couple of issues I take with that. Number one, I think that 
if you live in a heterosexual world and you're mm -hmm. gay, you see heterosexuality all the time. You see it reflected in movies, and mm -hmm. that you see it reflected in movies, in popular culture, in great stories from the Bible, all over the place. You see heterosexuality that normalizes heterosexuality, and then because it's normal, people don't get beat up and killed and discriminated against for it. I think what my sisters are lesbian. I think what they would tell you, what and I don't do not want to speak for them, but is that if their lifestyle isn't normalized, which I don't see anything wrong with it, I don't see anything wrong with people who are gay or lesbian or transgender or whatever living out loud. Mm -hmm. If it's not normalized, then how can they ever truly be free? How can they be mm -hmm. free and, and, and really experience the same rights and experience the same freedom of movement in culture if it's something that they have to hide? What would you gotcha. say to that? What are they being freed from, number one? They're being freed from uh, persecution. They're being freed from treated as second-class citizens. They're being free mm -hmm. from, uh, from the albatross around their neck of not even wanting to tell people that they love and people around them who they really are. I think that's what they would say, once mm -hmm. again, not speaking for them. I understand. So, number one, I have family who are homosexual. Okay. A number of cousins. I mean, seriously. Right. What they will tell you and have told me is my sexual preference doesn't need to be all out on blast like that. Mm -hmm. That's private. That's number but what one. What if they want it to be, though? If they, now, if they want it to be now, now you're going up against what's called decency in public. Why? You think do, being homosexual is indecent? No, no, no. Why do I need to be forced mm -hmm. to know? who you want to have sex with. This is all I'm saying, mm -hmm. sexuality. Because mm -hmm. now, once again, when you're dealing with pushing it out in the public, okay, one, you have children. Children are highly impressionable. They are going to do what they see more than what they hear. They're gonna do what they see. They're gonna dress how they see people dressing. They're going to eat what they see people eating around them. They're going to behave the way they see other people behaving in their immediate environment. Now, if you are saying to me, I should encourage little boys to be homosexual, See, one group will say, no, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying we want to be free to express ourselves. Okay, well, that means there's a level of responsibility here. Mm -hmm. You must take responsibility for what you cause in other people around you. You but can't see, just say uh, you can't be individualistic when mm -hmm. it comes to your people, especially if you're black, because as of right now, we don't have freedom entirely. But brother, but, reason, I feel like what, so, you're say, what you're saying is you're kind of. What you're putting it out there in a way mm -hmm. that it's inherently negative to be gay. No. Well, well no, the no, reason no. why I'm saying that is, is liberation of black people more important than sexuality? Is our liberation as a people, which by the way includes gay people. Right. No, seriously. Our, just the liberation of our of people. Course it, it, of course. No, well, that, well, this, to, is that to, more important or is me I, pushing to express myself sexually more important? I don't think that there's a, uh, I don't think that there's a more important there. I think that. Really? I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that there's a more important there. I think the liberation. Uh, of black people, like you just said, is included. There are so many people that have been a part of this movement for a very long time that are LGBT. Black people have needed to be liberated long before sexuality ever came to the equation. That's very true. And so, so but, but what I would say is, I don't want to disrespect someone by making something more important. Like for my sister, she would tell you that, that once again, not speaking for her, she would tell you that her identities, her dual identities as a black woman and a lesbian woman are two things that she dealt that she deals with in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where it's not really cool to be either, she mm -hmm. deals with them on an equal perch. Now, I can't speak for her. If you're asking me, mm -hmm. I would say, well, yeah, I want to see all black people uh, liberated and that includes on equal your, footing. Your sexuality and is included it's in included your liberation on, It's included on but her. But first, we have to be liberated as people first. But I would tell you that there are other people that mm -hmm. would say that their trials and tribulations mm -hmm. as gay people Mm -hmm. are a specific thing, something that they even deal with mm -hmm. inside of the black community. Of because course. they oh, would yes, deal yes, with yes. homophobia inside of the black yes. community. Mm -hmm. 
and they want us to address these things mm -hmm. as a community mm -hmm. as well as addressing the other things. Do mm -hmm. you think that we can do that? Absolutely. But we have to always look at what is more important. There's an order of importances, right? Mm -hmm. When you leave the house, before you leave, you make sure you take a shower. Right. Or do you just say, I'm coming to TMZ. They all stank anyway. We all stank. Here, we, sometimes we stank. Is that right? But you know what? But, but, this, you, but this is what I'm saying, though. But I, just, I, I, take a, but yeah. I brush my teeth in the shower. But but but, but wait, you know wait. So when I'm but in the you shower, do take a shower I'm, before you leave. But, I'm, 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 but when, I'm, when I'm in the shower, before I leave, I'm in the yep. shower. But I'm brushing my teeth as I'm in the shower. But you, but so you I'm taking are care of not only the cleanliness of my body, but right. the cleanliness of my mouth too. Right. And I think that's how we should look at this situation as Absolutely. it was to our gay I, brothers. I understand. And, and sexuality, of course, will not equate with the liberation of an entire nation of people. Right. So. We have to understand that. And even let's say if I were homosexual, the first thing I'm first of all, I'm a black man mm -hmm. in America. Right. I have been diametrically opposed not only in law, but in agriculture and every single system that you can name in this country. I have been diametrically opposed to sure. sexuality was not what enslaved my people mm. at all, right. actually. Matter of fact, That's it's the opposite. Fact. It's the opposite, as a matter of fact. Me not wanting to be homosexual is what helped to kill more of my people or have more of my people be killed because I refused the advances of the slave master and the people who were trying to conquer my people, just so we can be 100% factual. I get you. That is now being approved of and accepted, mm -hmm. right? It's a behavior. It's a way of expressing oneself, right? Like you said, they want to express themselves. They want to be able to I just want to be this. able to walk down the street holding the hands of some dude or some lady without mm -hmm. people judging them and making them a second class and now, and on And to that point, I don't judge no man who wants to hold the hand of another man. Now, if you are holding this man's hand and I look at you and I look away, you better not come over and say, did you, you don't like that I'm holding his hand? Say, okay, hold on. Hey, okay. Now listen, listen. Mm -hmm. I'm already okay with you expressing yourself. But I am not going to, like you said, agree. I don't have to agree, but I can respect you. But right? why, why do I you can even respect. need to agree, though? Well, no, 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 no. If it's not that's your business, why would you have to? Well, why no, would you not the, agree with it? It wouldn't be my business if you wouldn't put it out there to make it my business. See, it's for, first of all, no, I'm just noticing. Uh, now, see, uh, if you want to argue on behalf of LGBT now, brother, we can tussle because I love it. I, I'm not I'm, arguing I'm, on behalf of I love it. No, I'm trying to make no. sure people under this is what I'm saying. This I, what, I love my people regardless to what their sexual orientation is. That's the point. Okay. No, no, literally. Mm -hmm. As I said, I have family who are gay. Most of them will sit up here and say, uh, no, to hell with that. Stop putting your business all out there. Grown women, grown men will say, no, why do I need to promote it so much? I'm only referring to those who want to be so flamboyant. Like the gentleman that, specifically to, one video that I saw mm -hmm. was the gentleman who, I can't remember the guy's name now, but he wore a dress to the Academy Awards and oh, he got yeah. best dressed. And you came out there, first of all, Riza, uh, uh, Riza Beyond, <laughs> I, I, I listened, I watched those videos three or four times because yes, sir. you be talking so fast on the video. Yes, sir. And I'm thinking to myself, I watched a guy that was wearing the gown mm. and I wasn't bothered at all. If this man wants to go to the Oscars and wear a gown, mm -hmm. all power to him. Why is that something that, that, that you feel like uh, is inherently negative? Number one, not inherently negative. Okay. You use the word I. Mm -hmm. It's personal, individualistic. Right. I'm not looking from an I. I'm looking from a we. Right. I look at how it affects the people, how it affects the minds of children specifically. Mm -hmm. As a little boy, black boy, who currently already has so many things against him in this country, and then pedophilia is a major problem, mm -hmm. which is grown men or grown women fondling or doing things sexual with little boys, little girls. If you want to encourage homosexuality, the only difference is age now. When you're dealing with pedophilia, right? Age, of course, mm -hmm. as far as an adult and a child. 
If you want to encourage one, you can't encourage one without getting the other because it's going to become something that children, they see. It's going to be an environment. So it's going to push their mind prematurely into a sexually induced type of behavior. They're going to mentally go into this. And the environment, of course, is already pushing it. But the kids aren't responsible for the pedophilia. The grown adults are. The, and the adults are also responsible for whatever sexual preference they are exuding or pushing in the environment on the children or not. Do you feel not. like being... Everyone has to be responsible for what they do. That's do you all feel like, Do you feel like being gay lends itself to pedophilia in any way? Well, the only difference with pedophilia and homosexuality is age, but also well, the only difference between and, and they originate uh, from the same place. Well, the only the only difference between a regular sexual relationship and pedophilia is age. No, just any difference as far as sexuality when it comes to pedophilia, homosexuality, etc., is age. That's so, the main. That's the main thing. That. Pedophilia is this difference in age. It's a child or an adult having a sexual desire for a child. That's the major. You thing. can be a pedophile, but and they both came from the same place, which is the Caucasian male, primarily in Greek, Greek and Roman times, under hmm. the Caucasians rule. Homosexuality hmm. as well as pedophilia. So all I'm looking at, because by the way, when it comes to our people, as I said before, if you're gay, or homosexual, okay, you still my brother. I mean, like, just period. You're my brother. You're my sister. So let's just get that clear. Sure. I love you regardless. Your behavior, though, if I tell you where it came from, mm -hmm. you can't get mad at me for that. Well, I'll, and I was like, well, wait a minute, because now you carry out a behavior of someone who helped to oppress and destroy our people. Right. So but, I just want to look at it. And well, then, I and, get it. But you, and you can continue to live it, but just... You know, understand why I am so diametrically against right. it because it's like, listen, that came from the same dude who destroyed our people. So, so I can't endorse so, it, but I don't hate you. Last thing I'll say on this issue. And mm -hmm. I, once again, I think that gay Americans would say, uh, black Americans would say that what they want is they do want encouragement. I do. I'll, I do encourage anyone who is gay to live their fullest life. And the mm -hmm. reason why I do encourage that is because I think that we are here to live our fullest life. We're mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. to not hide from who we are. And I don't know that anyone would choose to engage in a homosexual. I'm going to be real with you. Mm. I ain't choosing to suck no dick. Like, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, it, I it, absolutely it, 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 agree. So, so, I, so, <laughs> I, agree so, so I believe mm -hmm. that if, if someone is attracted to men or attracted to women or mm -hmm. attracted to, that that's something that was a biological imperative in them and that they should in no way feel that they can't be as open about their sexuality as mm -hmm. they need to be to live full, mm -hmm. um, fully experienced, fully realized, and just have a good time during life. And I don't I think that takes anything away from our people. I understand. So you're coming from a perspective of wanting to express oneself, as you said, live to the fullest potential, et cetera. Now, I'm literally looking at it from what it is. It's sexuality, mm -hmm. right? Now, everything else, of course, live your life. Of course, go. I mean, have careers. I mean, yes, you have family. We want to experience life. Have fun. But I'm not going to oversimplify this as though having sex with a man it's something that I should encourage. That's what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Women with women, men with men. Now, as of right now, the United States Census Bureau has determined by the year 2042 that Caucasian people will be the minority completely in this country and that this will be a majority brown country. Mm -hmm. As of right now, they are trying to get rid of us through vaccinations, through controlled diseases, through police brutality, through a homosexual agenda being pushed by the government, not by the LGBT, but mm -hmm. by the actual government. They are using chemicals such as atrazine and marijuana and other things. They are using chemicals such whoa, as whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. Forget atrazine. And marijuana. Yeah, okay. Medical. Let's go, brother. Come Let's on. Let's have a talk. Let's go. With Reza Islam, <laughs> who doesn't want me to smoke my indica. Brother, oh, you, you, you do your thing, brother. <laughs> no, 
Now you brought no, me no, here. No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> you we just had we just had to we just had to have this conversation. Yeah, so, yeah. So that people know there are a lot. Of, I'm gonna be real with you. Yes, there are a lot of people through our back and forth right now who are going to be offended and are going to be triggered. I'm with it, brother. I'm from Compton. I understand. I, I, I get it. We got to be real. I just want to make sure that there that when we're extracting hatred and when we're extra, excuse me when we're divorcing and destroying hatred mm -hmm. uh, inside of our society, inside of our community out, that we don't hold on to any hatred that we might of have for people not. that have a of different course, lifestyle. Yeah. No, 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 we, we don't demonize. We just put the truth there. Okay. No demonize. But what, that's, that's why, again, something, here's another thing. I notice when it comes to homosexual males, black males, for me, I've had to repeat this to them. I've had to say, I do not hate you. You're my brother. The behavior I don't agree with, but I don't hate you. I respect you. You respect me? I respect you hmm. as an individual. It's okay. simple, but I'm not, I don't agree with your behavior. Cool, but I'm not going to treat you differently. I'm going to give you a hand. What's up? You're my brother. Right. Plain and simple. Don't be so emotional if I disagree. Hmm. Because in the world that we live in, people have the right to disagree. Well, I, get, I get it. But you know, it's an emotional thing. You know, people growing up, there is a problem. not feeling like they can be themselves, and, having all of these issues, and then mm -hmm. wanting to get to a point where they can live the same type of life that everyone else lives, mm -hmm. and being told that there's something wrong with them. You well, understand no, that, well, no, that, no. that must be a struggle. Well, no, they want to live, the, of course, being a black man in America, brother, I understand the struggle, I think the number one struggle. That's what I, and, 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 and black to me, woman and a black man. And to me, when you understand that struggle, we should be able to be empathetic to people of that course. are dealing with that. No, 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 no. Of course. However, I never look at the effect without looking at the cause of the origin of a circumstance or a condition. Hmm. I look at the origin. There is pedophilia rampant in the black community with families that nobody wants to talk about. There's pedophilia rampant in the Mexican community and brown community that no one wants to talk about. There's pedophilia rampant within the white community that nobody wants to talk about. But where did the damn thing originate from? R. Kelly, for instance. It was his older sister who did that to him. Hmm. And how many older sisters have done these things to their little brothers, little sisters? How many brothers, how many uncles, grandfathers, fathers or mothers have done this? I never will let this system off the hook brother mm. ever i'm not going to look at my people and say i'm just going to deal with this effect or this circumstance that we're in now no where did this come from because if you look at where it came from then a lot of them who are feeling the way they're feeling by the way a lot of people that i know who are homosexual they don't like it because they don't know where it came from mm. they, they say they say i don't know why once they say that that's when i absolutely let them know where it came from originally so they know okay the history okay so you know the facts and okay cool and then they can go into exactly what happened during their childhood if you really want to understand why you are the way you are and some people you mentioned you said a biological thing i do not believe and neither does science agree with the fact that there is anyone born homosexual however the government now has chemicals which are making people become born homosexual. Mm -hmm. By nature, that does not exist, literally, because you came from a woman and a man, mm -hmm. so did I, so did every single human being on this planet. Where homo the homosexuality is, has existed, like, going back, like, thousands of years. Yes, with the Caucasian. <laughs> move on real quick. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> let, let, let's let's move on real quick. We'll, we'll agree if it ain't the facts, I can't, I can't talk about we'll, it. We'll, like, we'll agree or disagree right here. I, I got you. I, I heard you say something that I was interested in. You said that, and it almost seemed like during this video that you were having some sort of epiphany. You were mm. talking about the way black people argue and interact with one another oh, yeah. In, oh, yeah. in public and your problems with, with 
sort of the way we take each other to task yeah. are like on great big sort of platforms yes. and, and in the public sphere. Yeah. Tell everybody what you were talking about and what do you mean? Mm -hmm. um, you just break that whole yeah. thing down. Number one, when it comes to being a black person in America, our number one agenda should be liberation, mm -hmm. should be freedom, justice, equality, us establishing our own everything, economics, agriculture, schooling, et cetera, just like every other community of people does. The Jewish community has own independent schools, they have farms, et cetera, et cetera. The Indians have that, most Caucasian communities have that, they have literally established pretty much almost everything for themselves so that if everything shuts down from the government, they can live and sustain themselves for at least a good couple months or a couple years. Okay, they have a certain amount of equity. They have a certain amount of wealth within the family. We do not have, as a people, all of these basic necessities. We are now regaining them slowly but surely. We are in the Nation of Islam, for example. We have independent schools, farms, etc. We have businesses. Mm -hmm. We have the number one black-owned news publication on the planet called The Final, Final Call, Call Newspaper. You know this. Mm -hmm. So we, we're doing our best, but it's still a struggle. You know, we're, we're working to become independent. Everyone else is. So that is the number one agenda. Why am I going to argue with my brother, literally, about something that is not going to help our condition right now? Mm -hmm. If I got a problem with Van Lathan, I'm not going to blast Van Lathan on IG. I'm not going to blast him on Facebook. No, I'm going to, if I can, I'm going to get on my brother personally. All right. Brother, I don't like that you, that you did this. Mm -hmm. I don't like that you said that. What's, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And I get at you because that is how decent people do it. You do not see the Jewish community blasting each other on Instagram. Not entirely. You do not see the Indians do this. You don't even see white people entirely blasting each other all out in public, specifically those with blue check marks, those who are celebrities, those who are elected officials, etc. They don't do that. Why? Because what you do in the public affects the masses of the people beneath you. How can our people trust us as those who call ourselves influencers if we can't even have a decent dialogue with one another in private about matters that belong in the private. If I have a disagreement with whatever celebrities, Snoop to Amanda, to Amber Rose, to whoever, if I have a disagreement with them, if I can get in touch with them, I will. And if I can't, if they did something that was just so horrific in public, the way we are taught a nation is, if you do something in public, we believe you must be corrected in public. But there's a way to do it. Mm -hmm. Even if I do have a disagreement. What is I that way to do it, my brother? One, it has to be respectful. Mm -hmm. It has to be in love. In love, a caring way, just like you said, if you LGBT, a caring way. Mm -hmm. Okay, consider the person's feelings. Consider that the person may have a family who watches this stuff. Children who have Instagram, who when they search up their mother or father's name, they see a video of you calling their mother a hoe and a tramp. Couldn't be compassionate and be aware that you may be affecting more than just the person you're talking about. Because a lot of people look up to these so-called influencers, celebrities, brothers and sisters who have this level of influence. They're looking up to them. They look up to them for guidance. They look at them and some of what they do impacts these people's lives to where they feel like living another day. So you have to be mindful of how you approach it. Do it in love. Do it with compassion and consideration and do it with the intent to help and simply give advice, not to harm. Do it with the intention to educate, not to destroy, to elevate, not to bring down or to depress. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. That's how we are taught in the nation. We, we're not going to do it because we who's watching? Whose network is this? The CIA? Whose network is this? The FBI? <laughs> right. Let's just be real. Right. So all I'm doing is giving ammunition to the enemy to keep destroying me and my people. I'm giving them answers on how they can continue to come in and destroy me easily. What do you think the reason is that we haven't learned these ways to communicate with one another uh, that are more affirming and more constructive? Why do you feel like we take such stances against one another in public spaces? Number one, when we were coming out of slavery, we were rewarded for doing things negatively to one another. Mm. We were rewarded for Mandingo fighting. It's, I can beat my brother as much as I can, and if I win, I'll get a beer and a nice 
uh, wench slave woman to have sex with for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle royale. They would strap, uh, you know, something across my face, and there would be ten of us little children, and we just swing and swing and swing. Whoever's you know left standing gets a reward, a nice meal, gets to sleep in the big house for the night. Um, there was something called the meritorious manumission law, where a man, a black man or woman who was a slave, they if they snitched or told Massa on who was trying to cause or create a slave revolt, they would be rewarded. And mm-hmm. so it just let us know who we are. Right, be a good boy. Go tell me who out there trying to cause an uproar or ruckus around my niggers. Mm-hmm. And they will bring back and give a nice report. They will be rewarded. That is still in place today. You have certain celebrities, people who with black faces on, who are doing things to prevent the rise of us as a people. We're not going to rise up and go kill white folk. That's not the damn intent. The point is we want liberation. We want freedom, justice, and equality. We want to be treated equally and fairly among those with the best in society. It's very simple, but we are not encouraging nothing negative to nobody else. See, that's the insanity about this. So if you are arguing, you are only doing what this enemy benefits from. Arguing in public as a black person who has influence is only benefiting the system which helped to destroy us both together. Mm -hmm. So if it's not going to help me and the people, if it's not going to help you and the people, why are we going to do this in public? Get at your brother or sister in private because the other thing is not only are are we being rewarded, but we have become prostitutes for likes and views mm. now. When you see the most views, you try to think about the hottest story. Oh, R. Kelly, for example. I did a video on R. Kelly because a lot of people who are comedians, celebrities, etc., just started wailing on R. Kelly. And it's like, I don't agree with the, the pedophile with stuff. Let's, let's be, let's be, be clear with, with that. The, that, I, like, that interview that he did, that shit was hilarious, Reza. I understand. Reza. Hey. I know. I, understand. You, I know, bro. It was know really was... sad. I just said, brother, shouldn't he should have just kept his mouth shut? <laughs> really? I'm like, you should have just listen, put your listen, foot in your mouth. Listen, oh, listen, my listen. Lord. And, they, and there's a lot of people that would yeah. feel like, and I'll ask you about R. Kelly specifically. Yes. There's a lot of people that would feel like, because R. Kelly's victims mm-hmm. are young black women, mm-hmm. that, excuse me, alleged victims are, 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 are young black women, mm-hmm. that R. Kelly doesn't deserve the cultural protection mm-hmm. that we would give mm-hmm. to someone else. Who white? Uh, well, no, not white. No, I'm, I'm just saying white. You we give it to we give it to white people. We don't do it to black we, people. Give it to white people all day long. Hey, you don't. The same energy that that was given to R. Kelly was not given to Donald Trump, who has over 22 women against him. Mm-hmm. It was not given to Harvey Weinstein, who has over 80. And people will say, "Well, no, but see, they white folk. See, he black. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait well, a minute. no, I would say it's more about the victims. It's and like, the victims as well. Like, the, like they were saying, what people would say is that. And by the way, I'm dispassionate about the R. Kelly thing. Whatever happens to R. Kelly, R. Kelly, he should suffer the consequences he, if he's guilty yeah, of doing anything. Right. He should serve the time. Right. The like so. So well, I, I don't like uh, like R. Kelly can get whatever is coming to him. I would say Simple. that people that were coming down on R. Kelly were doing it for two reasons. This is what I would say. One reason is because his victims, unlike Weinstein and unlike some of these other people, were young black women. And number two, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's almost a self-corrective thing, as in. We realized as a culture that R. Kelly had a proclivity to young girls. Mm-hmm. And we as a culture, for years... Justified it. Justified it and did not protect these young women. So in a lot of ways, the ridicule that R. Kelly gets now in this situation is us trying to self-correct and almost an inherent deterrent from anyone else who would behave in that way. And I'm not saying that that's consciously what people are doing Mm -hmm. i'm saying that people probably have less of a problem talking shit about r kelly Mm -hmm. because his victims were women from our community that we failed to protect now you know what you just did what you said we as a people justified it we excused it we didn't say anything i continue to hear artists say this same ones who get up right now and they are it's the manner in which you are coming at it not not you but them there's so much vitriol there is 
damn near hatred mm -hmm. when you and a lot of y'all were involved in this. Mm -hmm. So how about this, since we want to be so passionate against R. Kelly? How did you contribute to R. Kelly and one of his victims? Mm -hmm. Please explain to me when you were in a studio with him and you didn't say nothing about a girl being bent over a bed, if that occurred. Please explain to me how you helped him to get tickets to fly somebody out because he's illiterate and we all know this. He couldn't read or write entirely. So you helped him to do it. How about the mother who and the father who forged the marriage document for Aaliyah? How about the... You need to divvy it up all the way. And as a matter of fact, if you want to be completely just and say, well, yeah, you know what, come down on R. Kelly for what he did, damn it, come down on all of them. Mm -hmm. All of them. Everybody who helped him. And then go to the white folks who've been doing it for years, including the Catholic Church, who's been doing this with over 6,000, by the way, over 6,000 Catholic priests, which collectively have been molesting over 33,000 little boys. Let's just be very clear here. Bring it all out, goddammit. Elvis it. Presley? Elvis Pre Bro. Elvis Presley. You talking I mean, about listen, listen, Hugh Hefner. Listen, I'm going to be real with you. Including R. Kelly. Listen, listen, I'm going to be real with you. I don't have a problem with anyone who's abused children mm -hmm. or who's taken advantage of young Nobody. girls. Or young, I don't have Nobody. any problem with any of them getting it. Sometimes, mm -hmm. though, it seems as if, um, I will say this, now it is time to have a discussion <laughs> about, yeah, about the whole gamut of it just because on, I feel like certain people are being brought to bear and other people aren't. Mm -hmm. But it does seem like sometimes the what about Elvis, what about Harvey Weinstein, what about the rest of these people? It seems like it's a deflection away not at from, all. from the, the not central at all. thing, which is this man abused young black that's, women. That's not, that's not my premise. That's no, not my your stance, premise. Nor the nation's premise, nor the nation's stance. What we say is I've been justice. very upset about that, about people, oh, no. about people equivocating and, and doing all of those things. Let me make this very clear so everybody can understand. We are Muslims. Do you know what the penalty is for pedophilia in Islam? I would imagine that it's not very favorable. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I want to make sure we understand. A lot of white folks will agree. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. you're right, right. I would imagine Be, that it's beheading. pretty... Beheading. Yeah. Okay, and, and in some, some countries under Islamic law, it is castration, taking your penis and chopping it off. Right. Okay, I mean, let's be... It's gruesome. In case y'all didn't know what castration was, Reza just had to get graphical. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be real. Because right. it, we, so, so we can understand that, oh, okay, he's not excusing it. He's not saying what about. No, no, no. This is not any of that. It is how about, not what about, how about. We won? Absolutely. All right, Kelly, suffer the consequences. But you don't have to help to burn the man going down by the system who's already bringing him down. He's been found out with all these victims. He's going down. Mm -hmm. No, we're watching him go down. But why am I going to piss on him? And throw more fire on him when he is go he is clearly going down. I don't need to help this system who has always destroyed my people, whether they were guilty or innocent. I don't need to continue to help them to already destroy a man who's already destroying himself. Mm. R. Kelly's been found. Mm. Boom. So now he's going to suffer the consequences. But I, as a black man, can never excuse what they have done to all of our people for so goddamn long and just say, you know what, I'm going to put all this anger, all of this passion and say, you know what, because R. Kelly, his victim, victims were black, young black women. Young black women have been getting raped, molested, killed and all that by white folks for centuries. And goddamn it, my energy is 100% for the maximum against this system. And then, of course, when it comes to my people, you too, because you're carrying out a behavior that was being perpetuated first by them. I don't agree with none of that behavior. Hmm. Whether you black or white, you will suffer the consequences my only thing is everybody who was involved needs to go down too and stop pretending like it's just r kelly because he was not the only one involved mm. um speaking of crimes that people allege happened against children oh yeah you know i'm about to ask you about do you think michael jackson oh yeah so here's the deal i hope y'all ready you zoom in zoom in Okay, let's let's, let's <laughs> zoom in. Let's bring let's bring Mike to the table. Okay, so let's let's, let's bring, bring Michael Jackson to the table. I watched uh, yes. the two part Finding Neverland series, mm. 
And when I watched the two-part Finding Neverland series, I found myself appalled and aghast at a lot of the things that were being said. Yes. I'm going to be honest with the people about something. Immediately after the Survivor and R. Kelly series premiered and came out, I had a sort of a visceral <laughs> reaction to R. Kelly's music whenever it would be played. Understood. Uh, whenever I would hear it, I'd be like, ah, this is disgusting. Uh, I don't want to hear anything from R. Kelly. I don't want to see R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. I, after watching two-part documentary Leave in Neverland and Oprah's, uh, whatever, uh, after Neverland uh, uh, situation, I then played some Michael Jackson music. I would be lying if I said I had the same response. Right. I'll right. be lying if I said, and I admitted this on my social media before this, that there's a possibility that I'm just too emotionally connected to Michael Jackson's music, the fact that Michael is dead, hmm. all of these things that I might be rationalizing to really feel um, the disconnect between myself mm -hmm. and what Michael meant to me as a child and what Michael Jackson's music and who he was has meant to me for so ever. I might not be capable of hmm. ever hating or muting or anything like Michael <laughs> Jackson. And if that is, in fact, and, it, and if he did do these things that, that the kid said that he did, that's a failing on my part, and I mm -hmm. will wear this. I said that in order to be honest with my community about my emotional feelings towards someone's music. Understood. You say in no way mm -hmm. did Michael Jackson do what they're accusing him of. Absolutely not. Break that down for people. Number one, 2005, Michael Jackson was found not guilty on all accounts, all accounts, all Accounts, 2005. Number two, Wade Robinson, one of the individuals. Robeson, yeah. Robeson. Yeah. Uh, ooh, yeah, not that one. My bad. <laughs> Robeson. <laughs> Wade Robeson. One of the same individuals who, when he was a child in 2005, testified and said Michael Jackson didn't do it. Mm -hmm. The other individual also in this documentary also testified and said Michael Jackson didn't do it back then in 2005. Mm -hmm. He didn't testify in 2005. Safe, oh, Chuck, Safe Chuck didn't. Safe Chuck didn't. Okay, gotcha. Ro Ro Safe Chuck Ro testified Robeson did. in... 93 they both testified that's a 93 thank you right so both of them testified said michael jackson no he didn't do that no mm -hmm. okay good found not guilty by all accounts under oath right mm -hmm. under oath now by this that's that's law okay fast forward up until right now michael jackson had over 673 pages in his fbi file he was being investigated by one of the largest investigations ever conducted for one individual uh over 45 or 50 uh, officers, detectives collectively, et cetera, were investigating just him. They were investigating his uh, computer uh, history, his searches. They were investigating his phone, his text messages, phone calls, et cetera, everything, trying to find child pornography, child indecency, pictures, whatever, it, conversations that, that, that seemed a little awkward, weird, anything. They were uh, looking at surveillance footage all throughout Neverland on the outside as well as in every single solitary building, every room, et cetera, et cetera. They combed his life. The FBI, who does not like black people regardless if you believe michael jackson is black or white point is this guy is the same. <laughs> they do not like black people so please explain to me why the fbi would be putting on and trying to protect michael jackson okay let's make that very clear but they found in 673 pages not guilty nothing they found nothing they only released 333 pages at the time just for a certain period of time then they released the, the rest of you it you can go read it all right. now i have exactly. the file on my computer there you go i haven't been, have been able to finish it yet but i, I have oh to yeah know. and yeah. you should everyone should because the only thing we need to do is operate on actual facts so those that's just the actual facts when it comes to this government which has not been a friend of the black man right let's just make this very clear okay good 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 why would they be protecting him hmm. okay next point uh the other white man caucasian Corey feldman 
came out and said, no, Michael Jackson never did anything to me. Matter of fact, not only did he not do anything to me, I know exactly who did do something. And Michael never did that, and he never would. Corey Feldman was putting on hard, heavy for Mike up until recently because I'm sure he was silenced by somebody, but he's been putting on for him. Every- I know recently he has been too. No, 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 no. He still has, but he he said something dealing uh, something to the effect of, "Well, I, I I'm going to reserve some of my comments for now." But he still has a stance. So Michael Jackson never did nothing to me. Yeah, he well, still after, has that. Like, after the, the the thing came out, the next day he said everything I saw about Neverland was true except for the sex part. And mm. the way that they described all of the stuff, how how great it was, and all of that, all of that was true except for the sex. That's what Corey. That, that's what Corey said. That's what Corey said. That's what Corey said. So, so he said nothing sexual. He said he said nothing sexual. Okay, now. Here's the point on this one. So Mike didn't do none of that stuff now. Here's another piece that people don't want to look at. If Michael Jackson slept in the bed, and my, this comes from somebody who's been to Neverland. I've been to Neverland, personally, myself. Just want to make this very clear. Michael Jackson. When were you there? Uh, I was a child. Because people were like, are we older? No, I was a child. 1999, 2000, and I believe again in 2001. Could have been like right between mm-hmm. 2000, 2001. But I've been to Neverland two, three times mm-hmm. when I was a child. Was there, Ferris wheels, animals, arcade games, free food everywhere. It was heaven, didn't want to leave. Right. All right, little boy from Compton, please, didn't right. want to leave, bro. It was amazing, right. right? Michael was there, amazing. He was, I mean, we were crying most of the time seeing him, like, oh, my God, you Michael Jackson. But um, an amazing human being, very powerful, spiritual being, this brother, all right? Now, here's the point. If the government says you're not guilty, the courts say you're not guilty. The same people who were children back then but now are adults who were saying you're not guilty. But the only difference between these people who are saying he is guilty and those other children who said he is not is that these people happen to be not doing too well financially is mm. the main thing I looked at. And this is what happens when you go on actual facts. They're not doing too good financially. Not only that, but he was set up Wade Robeson to be the girl, the boyfriend to Michael Jackson's niece. It's Brandy Jackson. Brandy Jackson, right, who I spoke to. So... They were set up when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson put them together as boyfriend and girlfriend. And she said that he, one, is a habitual liar. One. Two, she said that he has physically had sexual encounters with many different people to try to boost his career throughout Hollywood and other places. She spilled all of this on him. She said, I can't believe this man try to come out and say this about my uncle. I, I can't believe he did. So she put out all the truth on him. And here's the other point. This documentary was not based on facts. This was based on hearsay, opinion, on what someone is saying is fact, but has not been substantiated or supported by actual facts. The actual facts have come out. They've been out. Michael Jackson's been dead for 10 years. So I guess whatever punishment he would have faced, he can already face it. He's gone. What can he what can we do now? See, when you get to a point of insanity where you say we're going to dig this man up, that's when I said, OK, Elvis, Hugh Hefner. And I'm like, hey, because if you want to go there now, when this man has been deemed innocent, looked at, verified, innocent. But you still taking the word of a white man who before said he didn't do anything. Now he's saying he did do something. What is that legally? What is that? Is that a form of double jeopardy in court? Could it be? And also, did you lie right now? Oh, so you're telling the truth now, but you said you lied because you wanted to protect Michael Jackson. Oh, so you committed, what is that called? Perjury in court? Where you lied and you were under oath? So don't you go to jail? See, hold on. See, see now, now it's like, stop playing. Stop playing. What's the real point? You are trying to get money from Michael Jackson's estate because you're broke. Hmm. That's the point. You didn't get the money because you said it was innocent and one of them lied and said, well, yes, my parents just told me to lie Hmm. back then. Mm -hmm. They said, so it's like, what's really going on here? And not only that, to the very top of this, they're trying to destroy the legacy of a man who inspired not only a boom within the system of music, culture, et cetera, for them to come out of slavery. 
within that system. Get your masters. Start your own. Do everything for yourself. Do something for your people. Heal the world. Do he Michael Jackson was causing a revolution in the minds of the people. The moment he said, get your own masters, just like Prince said, Sony and everybody was looking at him like, okay, now this bastard is playing mm -hmm. because you're destroying our plantation and you are trying to ruin our money flow. Do you think that do you think that Michael Jackson's death was as accidental as they say it was? No, not even close. UCLA Medical Center. How are you dying at UCLA Medical Center or in that area whatsoever? One of the best areas for medical care, you know, for emergency. Is that how are you dying? Propofol, a chemical, which, by the way, from my understanding, Kyra Murray is a cardiologist, Kyra from Murray, my from yeah. my understanding. But you would need to be an anesthesiologist or have someone under supervision who is licensed to monitor that type of anesthesia. You're a cardiologist, not an anesthesiologist. Uh huh. Michael Jackson woke up, injected himself, and went back to sleep. I highly doubt it. See, let's 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 look at all of the things. By the way, the nation was securing Michael during this time. Okay, let's make this very clear. Mm -hmm. When they testified, members of the nation who were his security. They brought out artifacts. See, this is the other thing people don't know. We were securing him at a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, no. One, that's not like Michael. All this other saying, no, no, literally no, actually no. Michael Jackson did have women around him at times. Let's be very clear here. Mm -hmm. Michael could have almost any woman he wanted. Mm -hmm. And he did periodically every now and then. I don't know the women's names. I have no idea what the women's names are. Mm -hmm. But they have verified, yes, he did, that all of this is true. So his death was not an accident, brother. It was a hit because once he left Sony, owning the majority of Sony, the catalog, anytime one of these names play music from Beyonce to now Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Justin Bieber, all, whenever that music played, Michael Jackson got a check. This man was becoming a giant. He was already that. He was there. But he was Sony almost- ATV publishing the ATV. V brother Michael Jackson. Come on now. It's like, wait a minute. So he was doing and he was going to create an independent label mm -hmm. and then invite all of the black artists or whatever artists after that so that they can have the ownership of their masters and have free total creative control. So he was planning to do he that. He was planning to do that. Mm -hmm. And now that now you now you're talking about revolution now. Because all of these international bankers who own music and film and all that, they get paid based on how many of the people they can enslave under these contracts. They really do. They put you in there, and if you don't know how to read and write, good, beautiful. Because you don't look at the contract you don't have somebody's having a second pair of eyes reading it for you you sign 360 contracts you sign your life away like r kelly did he doesn't own the majority of the music he's ever written or sung right mm -hmm. see this that is what michael jackson did not want to be involved in anymore and that's what he was inspiring people to not get involved in anymore so now you have chris brown owning his masters now you have offset talking about owning your masters pharrell williams owning your masters jay-z talking about owning your masters see it's a problem mm -hmm. because these in these executives are pissed off damn it we're not gonna we're not gonna get the big 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 check like we normally would if we own the masters who inspired them to own the masters michael jackson prior long before him sam cook sam cook bruh Bro, died under mysterious circumstances. Come on, brother. Like, yeah, always under mysterious circumstances. Prince the same way. How? Very healthy man, vegan, riding a bike in cold winter air. Mm -hmm. Talking about, oh, he had the flu. Why would he be riding a bike out there? I'm just, just come on. Mm -hmm. But he was talking about chemtrails. He was talking about the government. He came on stage and told them, imagine what it would be like if we had our own game. He told them, get your own. Own your own everything. Own your masters. That is not what they want to hear. It's kind of like you telling TMZ, listen, I'm going to go solo and I'm going to go ahead and create my own everything. <laughs> I'm just telling you, brother. All right. I mean, hey, all right, TMZ. I hear well, like, you. He, just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he walked out. He's like, God, He's like, damn, like, God damn, can't talk about right? that. Like, see, but that's, that's where it went. And that's what happened with Michael. So him dying, brother, absolutely was not uh, some accident. Mm -hmm. Not entirely, no. And anyone who knew Michael personally knew, yes, he was a hard dancer. He was addicted to painkillers because, one, main, mainly because of the burns 
burns he got from the commercial. From the Pepsi commercial. That brother hit it, it, the degree of burns was so bad on his skin mm -hmm. to where Michael had to wear wigs. Mm -hmm. He had to pretty much shave the rest of his hair off. His skin was so badly burned mm -hmm. to where there was no way it can be. He, he could uh, get back the natural hair he had, so he had to wear wigs. Mm -hmm. So he had to take painkillers for that for a very long time. And on top of that, for his dancing, he was a perfectionist. And he had to dance, and he danced hard. For anyone on the average who dances, you know, the physical amount of force he would use on his body to do those moves, it, it was like, wow, man, it was really hard. And he barely slept. I mean, all these things. So anyone who was involved in music or exercise, whatever, they understand. Mm -hmm. Once you get to a certain point of fatigue, he wouldn't stop. Mm -hmm. He would still be practicing up at four in the morning in the studio, dancing, dancing, dancing. The brothers will tell you this. He would just he just couldn't stop. And he had to take these painkillers. He was taking all kinds of things just to maintain so that he could perform. Mm -hmm. And once he left and he told on Tommy Mottola and he told about told on Sony and he he exposed everything. His mm -hmm. last phone call, he said, they're not happy with me. They're very angry with me. Michael Jackson's last phone call. He said, I don't care about my life anymore. I don't care about anything. All I care about is my children. Mm. I just want them to be safe. My, my babies, my angels. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. That was his last phone conversation, brother. But who was he talking about when he said they are angry with me? See, that's what we have to understand. Is there an agenda to destroy the black man once he reaches a level of power and independence? You believe that there is, of course. 100 percent. 1,000 percent. 50,000 percent. How like... When you when you see this in action, you know what I want to get to real quick. Yes, because I'm gonna come back to that. Sure, I want to talk about what we as black people are putting in our bodies. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because yes. you know what I I know it's about brothers from the nation, and I don't want you to take this in a weird way. No, do you think, brother? They got gray skin. Yes. <laughs> like, bro, like, like if don't you zoom ever, in, like, like if you ever if you ever if you meet a brother from the nation, yes, they, he'll be talking and be like, God, like even Mr. <laughs> Farrakhan, yes, Mr. Farrakhan. <laughs> Looks great. How, yes, old is men, how old is the minister? 80, 85, or 86. Brother. And the, the sisters yes. and the brothers that are in the nation, they're glowing. What yes. are you guys eating? Number one, um, we are taught by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad in his book, How to Eat to Live, book one and two, to stick to one meal a day, right? One full meal a day. That's one. Wait, two, wait, you only eat one, one. One full meal a day. You eat one full meal a day? One full meal a day. When do you eat this meal? <laughs> normally after 4 p.m. Okay. Yeah, right when the sun is, you know, right when the sun's going down, but it's normally after 4 p.m. And it has to be a healthy, balanced meal. Mm -hmm. We don't eat everything. We don't eat processed. We don't eat organic. I mean, to the best of our ability, we really do our best to stay away from these things. We don't eat a lot of things that people say are good for you, but it's really not. A lot of things that are genetic modified, Monsanto filled, all this stuff, we don't. But one meal a day, uh, we exercise, we uh, fast for three days out of every month, meaning no food, three days uh, straight every month. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> hey, yo, look, you asked me, he asked the question. Okay, he like, man, bro, well, like, that man, one meal got him. Bro, like that one, the first of all, the, first of all, Imagine only having one meal a day. Hey, and look. in three days, you can't even have that one meal. Look, look bro. All right, so look, continue so to tell look, me. Okay. So one meal a day. Um, we, we stick heavily to the navy bean, or what is called the great white bean. Mm -hmm. It's one of the only beans that is anti-radiation. It's anti-aging. It has over 80 nutrients in it, uh, full of minerals. I mean, tons of this. You can literally live off of that bean alone, is what we're talking about the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. Um, we do our best to drink lots of water. We exercise. We do all this stuff, vitamins, minerals. We do all of the, the basics that people hear about, but we do much more than that as well. And on our skin, I mean, like for me as well, a lot of us use shea butter too. 
I'm just want to just because somebody, somebody's like, can I do something? Because I can't do none of that. But is there anything basic? Black soap and shea butter because mm. that is native to the DNA of, of the original people. What, what about what about the regiment of 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 Muslim mm-hmm. uh, men and women uh, uh, men and women that are uh, followers of Elijah, Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Louis Farrakhan? What about those things? Should we incorporate into our diet right away? Oh, everything I said. Number one, do your. I can't best. do the. I can't do the. Can't do the one, one meal. meal. Okay, look. <laughs> so, like, listen, I'm doing right now. I'm, right, right now, I'm doing. Uh, uh, uh um, <laughs> I'm doing intermittent fasting. They okay, good. No, yeah. no, no. That's good. That's actually that's extremely good. Which is a lot of people can't even do that much. So mm-hmm. for you to do that, that's dope, right? Mm-hmm. First off, um, keep doing intermittent fasting. Start to cut out. Too many burgers and fries, fried foods, a lot of cheese. You know, cut back on the fried foods, cut back on the dairy. Now, when you say fried foods, do you mean Popeyes or? Bro. (laughs) Because when you say fried food, I mean, you mean other than Popeyes. If you can survive them biscuits (laughs) with that gallon of water. Popeyes, hey, sorry. Y'all, you know, and whoever's... Somebody's trying to kill black folk. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Okay, they put put Popeyes in their own black corner. Right. Whatever. All right, so look. Yes, that includes Popeyes. Popeyes. Okay. Uh, which is hard. I know. I man, listen. I used to love me some Popeyes. Yeah. All the, the, the shrimp. But we're basket, talking about our lives now. Our yeah. lives, brother. Mm-hmm. You know. So it may taste good, but do your best to get away from it. You know. Mm-hmm. Don't try to cut everything out in one day because you will your your body will go through withdrawals. Okay. Yeah. But cut back on it. You know. Uh, eat less. Exercise more. Put more fruits and vegetables. Most honorable Elijah Muhammad, of course, and of course science so shows it to be true. You can never get enough fruits and vegetables. Of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. raw vegetables, raw fruit for the majority do that. Um, you want to drink a lot of water, of course, and you definitely want to, as you said, fast as often as possible because if you fast, the body will heal itself completely. It will get rid of every ailment, sickness, disease because the body will strengthen itself. That's what it, that's how it was made mm-hmm. to kill all diseases, pathogens, uh, invading bacteria, what what have you. So these are different things that people should include, but you should start on a good gradient, you know, good level or step. If you if you like your diet is on Coca-Cola, Cheetos and, and Snickers. Mm-hmm. Man, you're going to be up out of here. Yeah, bro, just eat an apple <laughs> to start. <laughs> and right. I mean, because right. your, your body pulls at these things. Mm-hmm. And with, with so many chemicals now in the food, now not only do you have to watch what you eat, you have to eat a little more now, a little more vegetables, a little more fruit to get the same nutrients that you would have gotten from vegetables and fruits 20, 30 years ago. Right. See, so, so because there's a war on our food, we should take it a little more serious, slow down on fast food, increase on cooking at home mm-hmm. like we used to, uh, increase on the cardio, lots of fruits, vegetables, fasting as much as possible. Don't hurt yourself, you know. And I recommend everyone get the book How to Eat to Live from NOI.org mm-hmm. and go ahead and follow book one and two and follow that information there and that will give you everything you need to know. Um, one thing that I definitely want to touch on with you and I'm not going to keep you here all day, brother. Yes, but sir. Understood. Our relationship with our women. Yes, sir. The black man's relationship with the black woman. I'll yes, tell sir. you how this affects me. I have amazing women in my life. Absolutely. I have amazing women in my life. I would suggest that everybody go look at the picture that I put up of Mama Mo mm. on mm-hmm. her birthday. Mm. She's 23, my grandmother. <laughs> uh, That's and, right. And, 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 and so, like, yes, when, when, you, when I look at the women, uh, my father was my uh, my living beacon, the, mm. the, the, the man who implanted my backbone into me, the That's man right. who made me step forward and be able to look a man in his eyes and shake his hand and tell mm. him, but the women that gave me my spiritual center, yes, the women that gave me the compassion that I have for people, mm-hmm. the willingness to do good in this world, the ability to focus on the, the a multitude of different things. Absolutely. Those all came from women. Mm-hmm. And so when I see sometimes 
the pain that sisters have in dealing with black men yes, and dealing with them, it, 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 it bothers me. Absolutely. It, it, it bothers me that women that have gone through so much, that have struggled, that have been through so many different things, um, a lot of times feel abandoned. Absolutely. And they Absolutely. feel powerless to sort of address these things. And mm -hmm. they don't feel like we're listening. Mm -hmm. As black men, I know this is a huge point uh, in, in the nation, what do we have to do to support, protect, and uplift our women better? First thing, brother, we have to understand exactly who they are in society and on the planet, in creation, literally. They are the first teacher. They are the mother of civilization. And I'll say for black women, and particularly the mother of all civilization, we have to thoroughly understand who she is, literally. We have to have the knowledge of our history as a people. We have to know why we are in this condition and we also have to understand that the black man is not the enemy of the black woman and the black woman is not the enemy of the black man we were made into a nigga type of destroyed people we were made and conditioned into this we weren't born this way all right we weren't born bashing women calling them the female dog and the black women were not born bashing black men calling us no good niggas this is not how we were by nature we were made into this condition by the circumstance of the environment that we were put into this is how it was done to us so the first thing as i was saying earlier we have to go back to the cause what happened to us we have to thoroughly understand that first. If a black woman really wants to understand who she is, she has to go to who she was in history. The greatest of who she was, not no slave. We didn't start as being enslaved people. Long before that, we say kings and queens, yeah, but can you name some? Do you know any? Because if you thoroughly knew that, you wouldn't just say it anymore, you would operate in it. Queen Nzinga, Taipatia, you would really be like, wait a minute. Queen Madam Tenembu, you would really be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am regal. Hold on. Let me cover myself. Let me stand up. Let me let me stop feeling so down and, and, and acting like I'm some little tool or something. I'm not a female dog. No, you're not. You birthed all human beings on the planet. Do you understand what type of power that is? And the black man on, on the side as well. We both of us, mother and father of civilization, creators of those on this planet. The black man has to also understand, one, who turned you into a destroyer of women? How did that happen? See, we are destroying women. Why? Because we were destroyed. And so, of course, what was done to one will be done to the other. It's a perpetual thing that has been happening. Now it's generational. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's also because it's environmental, because we're in the same environment, poor environment, uh, low nutrition in an environment, destroyed education in an environment creates a destroyed mental, physical, emotional, economical person. I don't have a good level of thinking because I don't have the right food. I don't have enough money. I have a criminal mentality. Why? Because I'm trying to survive. Now we're just trying to survive in the hood. So we coming at everybody as though we enemies. I'm trying to fight you, fight you, kill you, rob you. This is something that was done. We were made into this. Once we look at it from that perspective, like, wait a minute, we are victims of a circumstance. We're victims of a, of a cause, of an actual cause, of a system that is still in place today, but... Some of us are perpetuating this willingly now, mm. even though some of us know why we were put in this position, how we were put in this position. We know that we are kings and queens and gods on the earth. God is meaning one with force and power. We know this, but some of us are still doing it. So for those who are willingly participating in the destruction of women, they need to be checked and they, they need to be resurrected mentally. As you said, your father is the one that gave you the backbone. OK, well, men need to teach men now because we know that men sharpen men like steel sharpen steel. You're not going to walk around here and act as though black men don't need to be retaught. 
because we out here acting like we niggas killing each other every day. That's not what we are. We are the original people. We are kings. We are gods, children of the most high God. So we need to operate like that with wisdom, guidance, understanding, power, culture, and refinement. We have to have a level of pride, not saying I'm better than all of y'all, but saying I am actually a good man. I simply have to do better for myself. Then I have to do better for my woman. I have to do better for my children. I have to do better for my nation and my people. I have to do better for us. We have to do this now. So we can't rely on black, on, on white people no more. And I definitely can't blame the white man all day. When it comes to the circumstances in my community, I know what part he plays in it. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. But what part do I play in it? Right. Put the damn gun down. Stop selling the drugs. Stop abusing your woman. Because you can't blame it on him no more. Yes, a lot of black men today are, as the Honorable Minister Osfara Khan said, white men in black skin. And why did he say that? He's saying what was done to us by them, we are now perpetuating on one another. And that is not something that we need to be doing. So, yes, we need to definitely learn our history and come back to the understanding and the knowledge of self, which is we are righteous by nature, good by nature, useful by nature, beautiful people by nature. So we need to return back to our nature and stop going into a nature that was given to us, installed in us, and injected into us by somebody other than ourselves. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> the Red Pill the Red Pill Podcast. podcast. <laughs> Boy, listen. Yes, sir. We're going to finish this up. Yes, sir. I want people to listen to what they heard today. Did me and Brother Reza agree on everything? No. Were there some yeah. questions that I had Absolutely. that he answered? Absolutely. We have to make a pact to stop the, demon, the demonization of everyone. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. We, well, we, we have to, it, it, we have to some, kind of, some kind of way find a way to have emotional conversations with our minds. We have to connect with one another Absolutely. and understand what is best for the movement of everyone. Yes. We might not get to a point where everyone agrees on everything. Right. You That's know okay. that I have disagreements. Yeah. You have disagreements. We yep. might not get, but we can get to the point where we're all moving on behalf of one another. That's right. And if that's the goal, then I don't see why we spend so much time fighting. That's the point. <laughs> if that's, that's the, the goal, yes. then we can definitely get there mm -hmm. while harboring some disagreements. And yes. those disagreements might be on big things, mm -hmm. but let's move in lockstep with each other. Mm -hmm. um, as far as these bean pies is concerned. Hey, yo, look. <laughs> that's, I was going to bring that up too. As far as these bean pies is concerned, <laughs> listen, I don't know if you're able to even, because you only eat one meal a day. I don't know yo. if you can even eat the sweet potato pie. You probably haven't had any in a long time. Yeah, I, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a Since minute. The sweet pie, yeah, sweet potato pie. So does, what does a bean pie taste like? I had one one time, my cousin Daryl. Shout out to Daryl, by the way. Yes, <laughs> well, let me tell you, when Daryl first joined the nation, mm -hmm. right? When Daryl first joined the nation. <laughs> look at him, look. My cousin Daryl. Oh, man. So Daryl first joined the nation. My mom would be cooking, right? Mm -hmm. My Daryl first joined the nation. Pork. We, uh, pork. Yeah. Come on, bro. Daryl walks into the house, <laughs> and Daryl was in there. He's like, I smell pain in here. Oh. I'm like, what? He's like, I hear, I smell I smell pain. I smell pain. I smell the flesh of a dog in here being cooked. And my dad was like, hey, Daryl, get your ass out of here. Sounds about we right. About, we, about to, we, about to, we about to eat this pig. And he was hard up mad. I remember mm -hmm. I was like nine. It's maybe like 88, 89. I was, yeah. No, it was 89. And this grown man <laughs> begged me not to eat pork. He's like, he's like, listen. He's like, little brother Van, you different than them. 
Man. You're different than you them. You did, bro. You're different. You're not the same. I see it in you. You got greatness on you. That's right. You gotta put that swine down. Put the swine down. You gotta down, put that brother. swine down. And to this day, every time I eat bacon, I think of cousin. Oh, no, look. <laughs> you see this nonsense? Oh man. Hey, you know what? Hey, I'm not, brother. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. No, but, ser- but, thing. but but seriously. That is hilarious. Uh, the, the last thing I wanna um kind of put in, in your brain before the before you go is these, if it were you. And you were writing a prescription. Mm-hmm. What would be on the prescription? Love, understanding, wisdom, integrity, fearlessness, freedom, justice, equality. Mm. Maddie, give it up for Brother Reza Islam, please. <laughs> All right, we out of here.